Bueller, 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 Bueller. Wake up! Good morning! Terry Wilson, he's going to throw. Conrad! Touchdown, Kentucky! Touchdown, Kentucky! <laughs> Victory, Kentucky! Like, give your fans what they want, you dinguses. She probably smokes marijuana. Bad, bad girl. They Rubbish! There's buggers over here. Back outside. This is the point where he always hits it. Oh! Aaron Harrison beyond belief. We did it. We beat those British We bastards. beat the British. Suck it, Cornwallis. Ten kids. You're basically pregnant for 20 years. Pregnant or breastfeeding. Just wild. Like, that sounds exhausting. Potheads. What an adorable... We're an adorable bunch of people. Woodson from the gun. Play fake. Step it up. He's throwing deep down the near sideline. He's got Johnson. 20, 10, 5, touchdown, Kentucky. Jesus, Rash, get it together. Yeah, right. It's game day. Come on. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Welcome into Kentucky Roll Call, Monday, June 5th, here on the Big X Sports Radio, 96.1 FM, 14.50 AM. Nick Roush, Justin Kalen, holding down the fort while TJ Walker sweats it out in uh, Houston, Texas, for one more day. Justin, happy Monday. How you feeling? Happy Monday to you, Roush. I am, I'm feeling... Oh, man. Do, do we really want to get into this? Because I've got all kinds of things going on. So I'm super tired. I uh, stayed up for oh, three no. quarters of the NBA game last night. So that was that was a lot oh of fun. Should have went to bed earlier. What What is it? See, all right, Justin. All right, I need to stop at this point right here. Okay. And you, you cannot... You're Mr. Super Tired. In the ga- I mean, the game was over by 10.30. I, I stayed up till about 10, 10.05. And I looked at my roommate, and I was like, I've, I've got to trust the Nuggets here. I've got to trust that they're just going to get it done because I'm super tired. I was at the lake all day yesterday. So, as you know, anytime you spend all day out in the sun, it just really takes it out of you. So, I was I was exhausted yesterday. But, no, it was it was a great weekend. I'm super burnt from the lake, so that's something else I've got going on. I look like a freaking lobster over here. Um, you Let me guess. You didn't put sunscreen on. Actually... So I typically, that's the route I go. I typically do not put sunscreen on. Yesterday, I applied four times, and I am still just roasted. So <laughs> I, I think I'm going to go back to my no sunscreen policy, because either way, I would have got burned. I don't think that's how it works. Like, I, I think you would be more sunburnt if you didn't put the sunscreen on. Yeah, maybe so. Which, if I was more sunburnt than I am now, I'd be in some serious pain, because it's it's not a comfortable feeling. But yeah, overall, Roush, great weekend. I had the wedding in Cincinnati on Saturday, so that was a lot of fun going up there with my with my family and then friday of course cut dad's grass ran into a guy at cvs who called me out after cutting my dad's grass i uh forgot i was rocking my kentucky roll call hat and i popped in there to buy some aloe vera because that's when the burn really started i got nice little burn on my arms cutting my dad's grass and the cashier looks at me and he goes what uh How'd you get burnt? And I was like, cutting my dad's grass. And he pointed to my hat, and he was like, I like that hat. I was like, you a listener? He was like, yeah. And I was like, well, I'm Scooter. He was like, I figured you were talking about cutting your dad's grass on the show this morning. And I was so that was <laughs> that was pretty cool. So shout out to that uh, CBS worker there. 
But yeah, great weekend. How was your shout weekend, Roush? Shout out to the CVS work. <laughs> I just love how you can just, I mean, everybody's moving a little slow, Scoots. You should have said that for the fourth quarter of the finals. I should have. I know. And, and, well, and I checked the score this morning. I was like, are you serious? I, I didn't think there was any shot Miami would come back. Denver was playing so good. Well, they had a great, um, they had a great fourth quarter last game. It was just too much for them to overcome. Um, but the last night, I, I was listening to most of it on the radio because uh, I was driving back from UK football camp. Oh, Doris and, was on the call, right? Uh, yeah, Doris, uh, Kesty, Mark Kestisher, and uh, PJ Carlissimo. So I, I got to watch the final four minutes. There was a where... moment. I only knew Doris was on the radio call because there was a moment where she was in the background. I guess they were showing one of the benches, and she was talking, and that was not the voice that was coming over the TV. And I was like, wait, what in the heck's going on here? And I was like, oh, she's probably on the radio side. <laughs> uh, that that would have thrown me off as well. Um, <laughs> that would have thrown me off as well. But uh, listening to the start of the fourth quarter, essentially all of – What's crazy is the NBA is all about superstars, but in this finals, it's in the playoffs in general, it's all about which role players step up and have a big game. Because I'm pretty sure Jokic still had like 37 or something. He had one of his higher scoring games that he's had in a long time because the secondary players struggle. Michael Porter Jr. couldn't buy a bucket. Uh, Jamal Murray didn't get hot till late. Uh, Whereas on the other side, uh, Bam, he's played very well, been Mm -hmm. very steady for him. And Jimmy Butler wasn't the usual Jimmy Butler, but he still, it, I mean, it was Duncan Robinson and uh, Struess and um, the other guys at Gilbert who played well in the fourth quarter. Robinson had Vincent. like 12 points in three or four seconds. So, uh, three, not three, three or four minutes. Like it was just back to back to back to back. Uh, and that was a part of a 13-2 run that they overcame them. And they needed all of that though, because – Jamal Murray finally did get hot in the closing minutes, hit two big threes to get him within range, and then got one final look at it. And Scoots, I thought it was going in. I thought I was going to have to stay up for overtime. Uh, but it, it went just hard off the back iron. Oh. And um, I, I, I thought this was going to be the game that was close, but the Heat didn't win. But they got a dub, and we got ourselves a legit series. So, uh, he- heck of a heck of a game two. Uh, game three goes back to Miami, and uh, anything goes in. I don't know this. This is quickly becoming the playoffs where I just do not believe in Miami. Haven't believed in them any at any point during this playoffs. I'm going to choose to not believe in them here in this NBA Finals. So they'll probably win the championship. Mark it down. Fade scoots. I mean, it's a, it's unbelievable. Fade I don't. Scoots. I have no idea how they continue to find ways to win games. I mean, Jokic last night was incredible. He had a pass in the first quarter. I know you said you were listening on the radio, so you didn't get to see it, but he had a pass in the first quarter. He was down low, putting on his post moves, and you know how he spins over his left shoulder and does that like right hook. So he does that, and as soon as it leaves his hands, I'm like, my gosh, that shot is flat. Well, turns out it goes to the left of the rim, right into the hands of Aaron Gordon, who slams it home. It was just, it was so dirty. How do you use a shot move and turn it into a pass alley-oop? It's just incredible. He's he's unbelievable. Well, uh, I mean, I can see how the shot move would turn into a pass, because like... Yeah, but you're not expecting that, pass, right? you know? 
See that I think it would almost be harder on the um I think it would almost be harder on the receiver of the pass. See, he was he, I guess they had it already all worked out cuz Gordon was already up in the air by the time Jokic threw that oh, ball wow. up. And maybe he was anticipating a a putback rebound or something, I don't know. But yeah, uh Gordon was already in the air and flushed it. So, really impressed. I I every time I watch Jokic, I'm like, "My gosh, he does something special every single time I watch him." Ah, wonderful. Um, but not good enough last night, though. Nope. Not good enough last night. Not good enough. Uh, but game three going to be on Wednesday. I, uh, I'm, gl- I'm glad the Heat are making something out of this. Because that first game, um, and I mean, we talked about it on Friday, felt like, uh, really, really felt like the, the Nuggets were just going to take complete control over the series. But, mm-hmm. like, on the other hand, you kind of saw that coming with the break and having time off. So, uh, glad, glad the Heat are showing a little bit of life, a little bit of a pulse. Um, but I, I stayed up, watched that. Watch uh, some Stanley Cup, a little bit of Stanley Cup Saturday night. That's, that was uh, a good game, too. Till the yeah, uh, the Knights, the Golden Knights ended up winning, though, right? Oh, they killed. Yeah, it was, ended up 5-2, I think. I think they scored several yeah, times in the third. Yeah. Yeah, I got an empty netter late yep. too. Um, but uh, I was hanging out at friends. It was very, it was nice. We were uh, hanging out by the pool. My parents were like, "We can take the boys if y'all want to have a night to yourselves." So, uh, ate some Korean fried chicken at a uh, restaurant in my neighborhood that I I should be eating at more, but haven't tried out. That was awesome. Um, just if you get the chance to eat Korean fried chicken, just do it. What does that Great. entail? Well. So like, Have how does it differ a, from American fried chicken? Well, I, first and foremost, it felt extra, extra crispy. Like, I felt like mm. I got layers and layers of fried goodness. Okay. Um, secondly, have you had Korean barbecue before? Not that I recall, no. Like, because uh, I'll, I'll get the sauce sometimes just to try it, like, at a, either at a wings place or... You know, I bought like some barbecue, you know, different barbecue sauces on the shelf, and it's it's more chili based. Is it sweet? Um, well, my wife got the sweeter one, and I got the kind of spicier one that was more chili, and I I think I liked hers a little bit more. But they were both incredible. Hmm. Um, so much fun, so good, so good. Um, so yeah, that was a pleasant surprise. We slept in on Sunday. It was great. Slept in all the way to seven thirty. So. <laughs> 7.30, huh? <laughs> yeah, all the way to 7.30. But it, it, was, it was a solid weekend. I've got Baby in the pool for the first time. He uh, very much enjoyed it. Very much enjoyed it. Like, Just like, oh my gosh, what's my hand doing underwater? This is, <laughs> this is crazy. Does Duke swim yet? Oh, yeah, yeah. Duke, Duke loves it. He now he He's still got to have his little floaty on. Right, yeah. Um, but, oh, he's just... Jumps in and out and in and out and in and out and just wears himself out. Because he's three, right? Yeah. Yeah. So one of my one of my buddies yesterday, his son's three, and he's he's typically been pretty scared of the water throughout his life, and that, that was the case for the first hour we were there yesterday. This kid just screaming his head off because he didn't want to be in the water, but it was like we're all in the water, dude. You have to be in the water. So he eventually just starts having fun, and then at the end of the day, he decides he wants to learn how to swim. 
So he too was wearing his little arm floaties, and they were teaching him how to swim. And he ended up swimming to the from like his mom to the raft like six times. It was really cool. I, I love watching kids learn new things. I, I will say, I bet it is a little bit more intimidating in a lake than it probably. Would be. Yeah. Just going to a pool because, you know, you can see the bottom, right? It's a little bit smaller. You know, you can touch the bottom sometimes. Mm -hmm. Duke thought that was great when he would jump in. He got to touch the bottom and bounce back up. So, uh, but uh, it's nice. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, and and for Duke's a big thing. He's just got to see other kids do it. Yeah. Once another kid does it, he's like, oh, I've got to do it now. (laughs) So... Uh, that was fun. Also, uh, farmers markets—they're all the way back, Scoots. I know you're not a big grocery guy, but going and getting some vegetables that are just grown, you know, down the road—not that far. It's great stuff. The lettuce, just a little bit crunchier, right? The carrots, a little bit tastier. I and thought- uh, I even even got my first tomatoes of the season. So mine are—I actually have some growing now. We've got one big one, and I had a bunch of cherries pop up this weekend. So. Um, I'll be getting my own soon, but had to had to rely on the greenhouse folks for the the, the first week. Gotcha. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. I thought you had a self sustaining garden. Yeah, it's it's just early for me. By the way, and you you want a some of the stuff I can't I can't I'm not gonna grow myself. You, it's too much of a pain in the ass. Do you want a garden tip that I saw this weekend, Roush? Oh, would love a garden to help prov- or to help uh, promote healthy plants. You'll get more tomatoes than you ever have. You ready? I know you're. I think I know where you're going with this. I, just hit me. I know you're a big banana guy. Have you heard the banana theory? What's the banana theory? So you take a banana peel, drop it in like a cup of water for two days, and then take the banana peel out, put that water all around the base of your plants, and it it makes them go crazy. All that potassium. Wow. They love the potassium. That I thought you were going to suggest uh, like a basil plant which uh, i i learned last year and that that really helped out uh quite a bit make them taste sweeter and uh i've done marigolds which are the little you would know what these flowers look like scoots if you saw them um little like red and orange little flowers they they, they have a, an odor about them that keeps supposed to keep the the bugs and critters away they did a good nice. job last year but i've not heard the banana theory so yeah i might have to give it a try i have to give that a shot let me know. Let me know how it works out. Maybe well, I'll start I'll eat my some own bananas. Garden. I'll throw them in water, and uh, we'll get to work. That's right. We'll get to work. Um, which, speaking of, the Kentucky basketball coaches seemingly have gotten to work. So they brought in some players. We're going to or they're bringing in some players. I think I was one like, of them wait, what? Visit last night. So. Uh, it appears that they've swung and missed so much in the transfer portal, they're just going freshmen. But we'll, we'll talk about who those freshmen are. I was at Kentucky football camp. And tonight, 6 p.m., the Wildcats and the Hoosiers for all the marbles. We've been all over this U.K. baseball regional. We're going to talk about that at length when we return to Kentucky Roll Call. But first, I need to tell you about Shady Rays. It's been a hot one. Scoots, do you have a Shady Rays tan line from wearing your sunglasses at the lake? Uh, no, because I did the smart thing where I took them off every now and then because I didn't want that tan line. But I will tell you, I was smart about it before I went yesterday, and I was I was looking at all my glasses to take, and I was like, man, 
I was going to take my mystery pair, and last second I was like, but what if I lose them and I can't get the replacement promise on the mystery pair? So I grabbed one of the pairs that I bought. I thought that was a smart move. That way, in case I lost them, I could replace them, but I did not lose them. So, yeah, it was a good good day, but no no sunglass tan line. And that's that's the thing with Shady Rays, too, is um, if you buy them and you lose them, you break them, they fall to the bottom of the lake, you can – pay a small processing fee to get that replacement pair. But here's the thing. That processing fee is about 10 bucks. Same thing with your mystery pair that they'll offer you at checkout. So Shady Race hooks you up with the best looking, the best feeling shades around, and they'll take care of you if you lose them this summer. Check them out and use promo code BIGDEX for 25% off at checkout. We got lots to discuss on a Monday. Uh, it's going to be a big, fun show. TJ's missing out. He could take out a suck it and suck it. You can chime in on the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. Nick Cross, Justin Kalen will be right back here on Kentucky Roll. Oh, God. Jack say, oh, yeah, life goes on. Long after the thrill of living is gone. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Check out the big brain on bread. Welcome back into Kentucky Roll Call. Roll Call. Hanging out on a Monday morning. Nick Roush, Justin Kalen with you. Right here on the Big X Sports Radio. Get your week started off on the right foot. Stop on in at Thornton's today. Fuel up with some coffee. Maybe have a fresh donut. Those things are awesome. And also the donut shops, a lot of them aren't open on Mondays. Thornton's, seven days a week. You can get the best of the best made right there in store. It was a wonderful breakfast sandwich. Man, I'm I'm getting hungry, Scoots, just thinking about it. Um, yeah, I mean, So good. We've already talked so much food today. I know. Stop by your neighborhood location today and download the Refreshing Rewards app and text in 502-414-1450. Scoots, where do, I'm, I'm going to let you have Scooter's Choice here. Are we going to go UK baseball or are we going to talk UK basketball recruits? Uh, let's go with basketball. We'll, we'll take baseball an hour two. That way we can kind of preview tonight's game as well. How about that? All right. Sounds good. We also got to squeeze in football too, right? Yeah, we've got football, and um, I'm also just not happy. Not happy that Churchill Downs is no longer. Yeah, I forgot about that too. That'll be big today. Yeah, they they Friday news dumped us, and they can suck it. Um, But on the basketball recruiting front, um, it's who man quite the pivot for UK where. Um, you thought maybe, okay, well, there's some transfer portal guys out there. We talked about Arthur Kaluma from Creighton being a potential kind of Chris Livingston sort of replacement. Also, the the guy from St. John's, David Jones, that seemed like something, depending on who you were talking to. He was either all in on Memphis or Kentucky on Friday. It was just kind of uh, all, all up in the air. It feels like Kentucky's missed so many guys in the transfer portal. They said, screw it. We're just going to recruit some more high schoolers. 
And in doing so, all the the really good ones, they're they're taken up. So they're getting three-star guys to come visit. Uh, One of which is a former Ole Miss commit, Jordan Burks. He was at uh, playing for Hillcrest Prep and Overtime Elite. That guy showed up for an official visit last night. He's committing on Wednesday. He led Overtime Elite in scoring 27 points a game. Who's uh, 26%? Sorry. Say, who's the competition? Don't know if there is competition. Oh, so you're saying cats, cats are getting him. Yeah. 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 Um, Burke, six foot nine forward, 47% shooting, only 26 from three. So not a three point shooter. Hart, six foot five guy, former UCF commit, decommitted back in March, played small school basketball at Indiana, 23 points per game, 41% from three as a senior. That's who's his competition? Any competition with him? He was a UCF guy. Not sure who else the competition is. Believe he, I don't know if he's on campus now or not. When he, I, I think he's going. If he's not there already, he's going to be on campus. So this guy's from Linton Stockton. Have you ever heard of Linton Stockton High School? I have. Yeah, and when I heard the, or when I saw this tweet yesterday, that I don't, I don't. I don't know. I'm not the type of guy to read too much into class basketball, but Linton Stockton is a 2A program here in Indiana. So they're they're at the lower end of the spectrum in terms of school size. So that obviously means they're playing easier opponents. But I will tell you that Linton Stockton has been a powerhouse in the sport of basketball. So that kind of takes some of my worries away from that. But yeah, I just anytime I see a guy coming from a 1A or 2A school, that just that kind of worries me. Maybe I'm wrong to well, think that way, but so here's the thing with each of these players: how good can they be? I, I I don't know, but if they're willing to be role players, unlike some of these portal guys, then okay, fine. Uh, you need buck. You need you need you need bodies first and foremost mm-hmm. because you just don't have that many. Secondly, if Reeves doesn't come back. I d- you need somebody to be able to stand in the corner and shoot threes. Could Joey Hart be that guy? Sure. Fine by me. My my overall takeaway, though, because I, you know, I don't know if any of these dudes are going to end up being players or not, but the small school basketball player, uh, you know, it doesn't bother me as much because North Laurel isn't exactly an enormous school. Reed Shepard played there. Mm -hmm. He was McDonald's All-American, right? Like, you you can find these guys who are really good that play small school basketball, but they can still go up against good competition in AAU ball. Um, I would certainly be worried about this guy's defense and all that sort of stuff, but that's just kind of an Indiana thing for me. Um, But the biggest... The biggest takeaway I have from this is you, Calipari no longer has an excuse to not get Travis Perry. The kid's the all-time leading scorer in Kentucky high school basketball history. And every time I would kind of ask the recruiting folks I know, um, whether it's Jack, 
Travis Graff, Zach, Gagan, even Polachek, like any of these people that I'm kind of friendly with that have seen him play more often. Like, all right, is Perry good enough to play at UK? The answer is yes, but it feels like he's more of a Big Ten guy. And that's not uh, – I don't think they're saying that as a knock on Perry or his style of play, but the Big Ten schools are all over him. That role, that niche seems to be more prevalent in the Big Ten. And aside from like a weekend where Cal went down there and saw him, they offered him a scholarship, you just were never sure how – it always felt like they were a little more lukewarm on Travis Perry because he was a small school guy like Joey Hart who puts up a ton of shots. There's questions about how his athleticism could potentially translate. I don't think he's as tall as Hart, who's six foot four. Um, I think they're giving him an extra inch in all the articles um, <laughs> and saying he's six foot five, whereas Perry's only about six foot two. But if you're taking a poor man's Travis Perry from Indiana. I don't care if it's at the 11th hour and it's in June and you're a little desperate. You have no excuse, Cal. You have you cannot let Travis Perry go to Indiana because it seems like Indiana was kind of in the mix, mm -hmm. but I, I don't know how much. Like I, I think they were kind of slow playing it with Joey Hart here. But they're Indiana and Michigan are seemingly Kentucky's two top uh, top top competition for Perry. Go get that guy. Like you can't, you cannot afford to lose him now. By by doing this, you you no longer have the excuse that like, well, he's just kind of a shorter. Like you're no, you're you're taking a poor man's Travis Perry in this upcoming class. You have no excuse to not let. I don't care if he's already on the roster. Get the Kentucky version of him next year. Perry's twenty four, right? Correct. And in fact, I don't know why they just aren't pushing for a Travis Perry reclass. That seems more obvious. I know he doesn't want to, he, he probably wants to play out a senior season at Lyon County. He got him the Sweet 16. That They are not Sweet 16 regulars there. That's a very difficult region, Region 2, uh, going up against like UHA and all those Hoptown teams. So I, I get it, but I don't know why he's already got the state scoring record. Just get push for a reclass. I, what so, if he, yeah, I, I don't understand it, but I, I do know that I, I could have been, I don't want to say talked into, I could have been talked into them letting him walk elsewhere when he just got Reed Shepard. He was awesome. But now, no, you, no more excuses on the Travis Perry front. That's, that's what this whole Joey Hart thing tells me. Maybe Perry just wants to make sure his state scoring record is untouchable. Well, when I get it to, like, it would be kind of, I, I'm a traditionalist, and, and at least from the high school sense, like, there's a lot of kids that have, the Florida kids have been transferring schools for years, mm -hmm. um, but I, it, it would be a lot to ask if they were just like, yeah, we, we want you to play at Kentucky, but we want you to skip your senior year to come play at Kentucky. Like, that, that, that feels like a big ask, but. I, I I did not anticipate the the abrupt switch, um, and just being like, "All right, screw it, we're done dealing with these portal players." Um, and you know what? Will it work out? I don't know. I'm at the point now too where, a, I'm tired of watching Kentucky lose out on guys. B, they don't really have the time to do it. Like they need to have everybody together to kind of get to know one another. 
Uh, they started moving in last week. Um, we had Reed Shepard in on Wednesday. And then on Friday, Rob Dillingham and Aaron Bradshaw both moved in on the same date. And that, I, I think there was a lot of people that breathed out a sigh of relief uh, for two guys they worried were ever going to make it to campus. Um, so that was good, a good sign to see. But I know college basketball is all about getting old uh, right now with your COVID fifth-year seniors. Well, Kyle's just getting his guys saying, screw it, we're going to play a bunch of freshmen. What? I know Antonio Reeves is still uh, – like they can still get him back, right? He hasn't entered the portal yet. Uh, Michigan sites are saying that they're going to be a player for him if he does enter the portal, which is kind of weird. Um, and then there's another front court guy in Samto Cyril that they could reclass and add to that front court from another overtime elite guy. So Kentucky's just saying, you know what? We'll get the young guys and roll out the ball. We're going to go back to the old Cal era, Scoots, and, and see if it could still work. Just curious as to why you think that Kentucky is having a hard time in the transfer portal. Because I've got my own ideas, and I'll throw them at you after you answer, but I'm just curious. Do you have an opinion why they're not striking in the transfer portal? Because I think most of the good ones don't want to come here to not start. And that's, that's I think, ultimately why they lost Keyshawn Johnson. That's why I don't think they'll get Arthur Kaluma. Um, he went from not start like he kind of lost his starting role to another transfer in Baylor Shireman. Why would he do that again? Mm-hmm. And I get it. I get it. Um, I, I think that and then not having just a nil budget, a specific budget of here's the dollar bucks we're going to throw at you. Let's let's ride with it. Mm-hmm. That's that's my theory. Whereas elite like high school kids, these guys who thought they were going to play at Ole Miss and UCF are probably more willing to know that, like, okay, I'm going to come off the bench. I got a chance to be in the rotation. There's a chance I might not be. But you know what? It sounds pretty awesome to me. Let's ride. Yeah. Now, I just feel like there's so many – everybody that – not everybody, but a majority of players that go into the transfer portal, I feel like have the mindset of, hey, I'm one of the best players on this team. What if I go to another team and I can be a star there? Whereas they look at the roster that Kentucky's bringing in, it's like, oh, you've got five really good freshmen coming in. You've got a potential Antonio Reeves coming back as well. Well, I even get and – and you touched on the starter minutes, but they I, I think they want to be more than starters. I think they want to be one of the top one, two, or three guys on a team, you know. And you look at Kentucky's roster situation, and they, they just know, like, hey, I'm not going to be one of the guys here. So I, I think that's been really hard – for Kentucky in the transfer portal this season, just knowing what you have come in and and those guys knowing as well. The the thing is, is and you know that makes it all makes sense. But it, it, the frustrating part with Cal in the transfer portal era, and just with transfers in general, is it feels like it's either we're going all in on transfers or we're going all in on high school, and there's there's no balance. Yeah. To it. I mean, we discussed this on Friday, but it, that that just hasn't been there. Mm. And so I was having a conversation with Bobby Regan, who I should have just got him on the show this morning. We'll, we'll get him on the show soon regardless. But um, And I don't think he'd mind me saying this, but I, I reached out to him because I went to click on his article, uh, and I just couldn't read it because I was just so ticked off <laughs> about how – I mean, college basketball is becoming much healthier 
because of the portal and nil and all these returners. And and in that sense, there's a you you get a little bit of the old school where you're you're developing some rivalries, you're developing some continuity, some familiar faces. Like all those FAU guys are basically coming back. Yeah. So, you know, like and and I I couldn't read all of it because I was so frustrated. And he when we, when we get to talking, he made the point like, hey, just you need two a year. Two a year is a good number. It's not too many. It's not too little. One of them, it, you know, you maybe take a swing on a miss on this. You, you take a swing on a big star in the portal, right? Like Hunter Dickinson would have been that guy this year, and then you, you get a role player sort of deal. Uh, I mean, to say that getting transfers overall is bad is very dumb when Oscar Sheboy was a national player of the year as a transfer, mm-hmm. right? Like, you, you've had some very good role players from smaller schools, too. And, uh, you know, Kellen Grady, I think, was one of the best of that bunch. Um, you know, Jacob Toppin ended up being a quality starter for you this year. It was a little feast or famine. But, and he was a guy, like, you can find guys in the portal, too, that end up being two- and three-year guys that aren't necessarily the case all the time from the freshman ranks. So, in in that sense, like, that's, that's why it's just so frustrating that they're, you just haven't been able to find any dudes because – there is value in transfer portal, guys. Just have a couple. Yeah. And, you know, Reeve, Reeves should be that guy you have for a couple of years that plays a quality role, a solid six-man. And I, I don't know why we've gotten to this point, and it's June 5th, and they still haven't figured it out. Because you guys need to get there for summer school, Scoots, right? When, they got to start playing some basketball together. When does Reeves have to announce by? Do you know that date? Uh, gr- uh, whenever he wants. <laughs> I, I I know that he can't technically go into the portal and be a grad transfer because he's not graduated yet. Right. So maybe they're just doing the tampering talk now and he'll try to graduate. I, I, I don't know. That, that part's confusing. I think ideally you just have Cal talk him off the ledge within the next week or so, you know, and that just gets all wrapped up and he comes back to Kentucky. But yeah, I I have no idea what a timetable could be on that. I don't know why he would want to make the choice to go elsewhere. It just, the the whole thing doesn't add up to me. I I see Reeves coming back to Kentucky and I'm not trying to instill like positive outlook here for everybody, but it just doesn't add up to come from Illinois state to Kentucky. And then one year at Kentucky, you have a pretty good season and then go elsewhere. It just, I don't know. It doesn't make it doesn't add up for me. I mean, may, maybe if they're selling, you're like going to be the guy with the ball in your hands a lot in Michigan. Okay, Memphis, I really don't get. I mean, they've held that, but they uh, did they Sweet Sixteen this year? Mm, they, I feel like they, they've think, won more so, tournament yeah. games over the last two years than Kentucky, though. But, um. And, you know, you could maybe be sucked into Penny Hardaway's pitch and getting some guaranteed money there. Um, but, yeah, um, I, I, I'm, you know, we're both a little more old school suits. Well, then, we're I mean, if you, if you move, you got to learn a whole new set of plays. You got to learn a whole new campus, all new teammates. It just, well, I mean, I guess at Kentucky, well, you got to learn all new teammates, too, so. 
<laughs> well, and we are also of the like moving sucks, right? Yeah. The, the, these kids haven't moved enough yet because that's what I learned in college. Like I, I don't know if I ever stayed in the same. Yeah, there was only one year where I stayed in the same place for more than a year, or and that was the frat house, but I still had to move all my stuff out for the summer and then move it back in. Mm. And I went to a different room, right? So like I, every single year I moved somewhere else, got a new lease at a new house or whatever. And I realized this sucks. I don't want to do this anymore. So um, yeah, time to, uh, th- that. that's what they're figuring out now. That's what they're figuring out now. Hell, I think I had, if I counted out freshman year, it was dorms and frat house. And fr- I think I lived ultimately in seven different places in five and a half years. What? <laughs> yeah. I'm only at I five. Split, so I split split the first year and then, uh, yeah, had just was the final semester at a different house. Somebody knew. So, yeah. That's uh, crazy. That sucked. Moving, no fun. No. The worst. The worst, some might say. Um, let's let's um, let's switch gears. Yeah, get to the Thornton's text line five zero two four one four fourteen fifty is the number. You text in, we read it on the show. Heard a rumor there will be new football uniforms. Have you heard about them or seen them? Well, we all saw them, it, but it was just little teases at the end of the UK football Super Bowl commercial. And I don't, I, I don't know what the hell, why, why they, like it, right now, feels like the perfect time. It's June. I'm sure some of it was making sure you had all of your guys on campus to do the photo shoot, then roll them out. But you already had Devin Leary there. You had Ray Davis, Dane Keeber. Like you, you know some of your featured player guys. So just have them. Have them do the photo shoot and do it in May when it's a slower time for news. I don't know when they're going to roll them out. They need to go ahead and do it, though. Get it out. Not, not get it out of the way, but come on. It was the Super Bowl commercial. It's February. Why nope. are we waiting around? You had anticipation at a fever pitch. You had to announce that spring game was being canceled. That would have been the perfect time to throw the fans a bow. No get checkerboard, right? No checkerboard. The checkerboard is gone. The new field at Kroger Field is in. We got to see that yesterday. That's awesome. Um, it also scoots the first time you step on a new turf, mm-hmm. right? Like the process, they regrade it all. And they put new kind of rubber pellets underneath it mm-hmm. to provide that cushion. It felt fast. It felt firm. It felt, felt good. Okay. Out there walking around on it at the Kentucky football camp yesterday where – I was there with Luckett, Jacob Polachek. We had we had a full crew of KSR people, Justin Rowland, Josh Edwards, and uh, Scoots. These camps are you're flying blind into them, right? Mm-hmm. Like you're just kind of out there looking around. Does this guy look good? Let's find out who he is. Typically, you have an idea of a couple of kids that'll be out there, like uh, Montavian Quisenberry, who's uh. Badass for Boyle County. I think he's been playing as a freshman since he was a freshman. He'll be a junior next year, a 2025-er. He's a little guy. He's really – I was struck by how short he was, but Wandale Robinson, 
and um, Anthony Brown have kind of proven that you you can be a badass slot receiver, and it doesn't really matter how short you are. Yeah. Um, if you've got the quickness, the agility, the ability to get open, he had a thousand receiving yards as a sophomore, thirteen touchdowns, about eight hundred fifty rushing yards as well to help Boyle County to a state title. He's really good at basketball too. Just a great athlete. Um, and it was unfortunate they didn't have a good quarterback to throw to him because, like, in one-on-ones, he would blow past his guys and then have to run backwards to try to catch a ball. You know, let the DB catch up with him. Um, so it, it was good to finally see him in person, uh, work out a little bit. But this was a big – a lot of other schools use this as a first official visit weekend. Brian Robinson, Jacob Smith, some big UK targets were at Michigan. Um, but a lot of the 2025ers, uh, they, it was it was not that this is me saying it was not the most talented group of campers I've ever seen. That, that's <laughs> a nice way to put it. Um, and you know they also had a couple guys in there that they want to keep under wraps. They want to keep kind of quiet. Uh, that sort of deal. Um. But I, and I'll happily oblige. Um, but it, there, and there was a group from Cleveland Heights, one one four star running back, top two hundred, and uh, pretty much every uh, recruiting service by the name of Marquise Davis was there. Those guys did not camp. There was four of them. Um, they just kind of hung out with Vince, did the whole uniform trial and thing. That 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 running back, he's got offers from Ohio State already. Big time recruit. Not sure how Kentucky's going to be, you know, how, how much of a player they can be. Um, but UK's been in the mix for, like like last year, Sam Williams-Dixon, he actually went through camp. He's similar Columbus kid. I don't know if he had an Ohio State offer at the time. He ended up committing to Ohio State where they, they got a few running backs committed. So maybe Kentucky can get him back on campus and – uh do something there, right? Maybe you get a late flip or something like that. But uh, wasn't the from a recruiting standpoint, Scoots wasn't the biggest names from that aspect. But the part that I love about these camps is it's I just get to kind of hang out with the players and the coaches, right? Like it's a it's a way to not have the media. You know, you don't. It's not. It's informal, so you can kind of hang out. I, and my thing, Scoots, is I try to uh, – my strengths on this job are just, all right, when I ask questions, they can be more of a – less of a kind of candy, you know, sugar-coated uh, answer. Mm-hmm. You know, the kind of canned sort of typical responses that you, you just sort of get. So I try to, you know, get a little informal, and Devin Leary was out there. And I heard, you know, he threw out the first pitch of the Cincinnati Reds game on Saturday. It's like, well, how'd it go? And he he was a little disappointed because he was wanting to bring the heat, (laughs) right? He he told me, you know, baseball was his first sport, really. Um, He was a big Phillies fan. They won the World Series in, was that 08? Is that right? Uh, somewhere around there. Yeah, it sounds right. With like Ryan Howard, yeah, Case Ellie. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so he would have been what, like 10 years old then? So that, I mean, that was right in his wheelhouse. I mean, he's South Jersey, right? You know, 
right down the road from Philly. So baseball was his first sport until kind of football. He started blowing up in high school, but he was ready to bring the gas. He was ready to bring the heat. And as a part of this, Vince Merrow, they, they had a Reds jersey with Leary on it, and they also had one for the big dog. So he was going to be the catcher. Vince, Vince is a good athlete. You know, he played, uh, he was all state in basketball and football. He played basketball at Youngstown, then transferred to Akron to play football. He played no sports, but he never didn't play baseball. And uh, some folks were there. They were, it was funny watching them replicate Vince's attempt at catching. You know, they were just kind of warming up. And Vince Vince was doing the thing where he was trying to, like, reach out and catch it, Scoots, right? Like, he just wasn't letting the ball come to him. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, long story short, Leary couldn't couldn't bring the heat because he, he could have just plunked Vince right in the face. Like, <laughs> it, it would have been bad news. So, he ended up having to kind of lob one in there. And, it, you know, it wasn't as... Uh, what, what wasn't what he wanted? What it wasn't what he wanted from uh, from the mail. That sucks. By the way, your math your math was horrible there. Leary would have been like six or seven when the Phillies won because he's not twenty five, right? He's twenty three, so he'd have been seven. Yeah. Okay. Or eight. But yeah, I mean, you know, that's like right when. I mean, that's uh, when Kentucky won the 98 National Championship, and I was, you know, all in on it. So I'm sure that's kind of what gets you you rolling as a fan, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, and they were good outside of just that year alone, but still. Uh, yeah, never. I digress. But um, as far as the other players, like I got to meet his old NC State teammate, Demi Sumo Karnbe. It's like, are we still rolling with the shark? He's like, you know. I never made up that nickname. The other people did, and it's cool with me. So El Sharko is here to stay. Um, Grant God, like it was also the first time we got to see a lot of those freshmen around for the first time. Uh, like Grant Godfrey, that's a that's a good looking, it's good looking kid. Uh, he's a good looking athlete. So the current players on the team are at this camp as well. Yeah, a lot of them are just kind of hanging out. Okay. Um, Either with each other or they're working with the campers. Um, like during one-on-ones, Dane Key, he was like, see this cone? Everybody stay behind this cone. And then the other campers would kind of start creeping out in the field to get closer. And he'd say, hey, where's my cone at? And, you know, so he'd <laughs> be playing get back coach. Um, Leary was throwing to some of the receivers just in their drills. You know, like um, – Shamar Porter was out there kind of shaking shagging balls. And that's that that's a guy that we don't we just don't talk about. We forget about him, but he was one of the highest ranked guys in that class. Um, and the receiver room's just so good. We just failed to mention him. I mean, he's as big as Dan Key. He's he's a big kid out there that could play receiver. Had a Muhammad Ali shirt on. You know, I don't I don't think he was playing to the local side of that, but <laughs> Still pretty neat. Um, the uh, I, I'm going to say this too. I, I got a good feeling about Anthony Brown, the slot receiver from Springfield. I just and it, it's not like I haven't even really watched him. I don't think I really watched him much at practice. 
and he like popped out to me. But he's one of those guys that's just always around. No matter what it is, he's just there. And that that's just a good sign. Good culture guy. Yeah. Good sign. Good culture guy. So yeah. How long so you um, mentioned you had to drive home last night during the NBA game. What time did you get there yesterday? Um shoo. Uh four. Oh, okay. So we were there till about six thirty. Watched some of the baseball game and got our reports done. Got out of town. Got home about ten ten thirty. Did you go to the bats yesterday? Did not make it to the bats oh. because it it was going to be a too quick of a turnaround. Um. So yeah, like I would have only been there for like an hour, getting the kids out of there. So instead, I went to a cousin's pool that was nearby where Walkett and I meet up. So probably um, just as good so of we call. doing that. Did not, did not get to see Ellie De La Cruz and co out there. Ooh. And uh, Joey Votto back in town too. Is he really for a little? <laughs> yeah. He was playing this weekend, but well, let's get to our top of the hour break. When we return, we're going to talk about the back cats eventful regional final this week in tonight's game against the Hoosiers 6 PM at Kentucky proud park. Also got to talk about the suspension of racing at Churchill Downs and your text on the Thorns text line, 502-414-1450. This is Kentucky Roll Call on the Big X. We're trying oh, star again. There I go. Turn the page. Welcome back for hour two of Kentucky Roll Call. Nothing is over until we decide it is. With Walker and Roush. We're just getting started, bro. We are just getting started, bro. Here on a Monday morning, June 5th. Nick Roush, Justin Kalen, hanging out with you. TJ Walker out one more day. For a little weekend getaway to cool, pleasant Houston, Texas. While he was out, the Batcats were in Kentucky Proud Park kicking all kinds of ass all weekend. And if you listen to the Big X on Friday, we told you what was going to happen. Yeah, we, we told did. you everything that was going to happen. Um, I said it was going to be a low-scoring affair Friday in the opener against Ball State. Sure enough, one nothing until the eighth inning. Cats end up covering that spread, but a 4 nothing <laughs> shutout under That's by true. seven runs. I didn't even think about Easy that. Easy peasy. <laughs> Scoots told you that Kentucky was going to lose one game and he was going to beat two Indiana. Derek Terry said if you, you want to play a team, you want to avoid West Virginia. They did. And when I asked him if we were still going to be talking about baseball on Monday, we were because Kentucky's alive going to a decisive game Seven is what they're calling. It's the seventh game of this regional that's been played at KPP this weekend. And it'll be their third matchup with the Hoosiers, the Scoosers from Bloomington. And 
I, I don't know how much of it you were able to catch, Justin, but Kentucky, I thought they were going to close out Indiana multiple times on Saturday. Yeah, so I actually – That was a good baseball game. Yeah, I was in uh, Cincinnati for that game and um, up for a wedding. And I – it was about – I don't know. What time that game start? Like 6 o'clock on Saturday? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it was, it was probably about 7.15, yeah, 7.30. Before I realized, oh crap! I was supposed to watch Indiana Kentucky baseball, so I turned it on my phone and I I watched basically from the fifth inning on. I, I caught pretty much all the action. So I saw the seventh inning when Indiana went crazy, took the lead. Um, yeah, it was it was it was a great game. And then Kentucky had to make it interesting in the ninth. It was it got a little sketchy there. I I, I did think you all were gonna find a way to close it out, but oh, just man. didn't happen, man. But it was that was a crazy end to a game. It was it was I, that. It's just that's why baseball is so tough because it can be a like you were leading the whole game one swing of the bat, boom! Indiana turns the game upside down, and Kentucky. They were right there. They were making the plays. And I thought they, they, they had won. Burke sent one hardest hit ball of the day to the warning track. Ends up not having enough to get out of the park. That was tough. And then you're down to your final out. You've got two on. And, I mean, the you, you see it going to left field. And you just hang in there. Hang in there. Hit the foul pole. Hit the foul pole. And, when I saw the fans in the outfield not react, it was like, oh, gosh, it didn't make it, did it? It went foul. That was tough. Yeah. That was real tough. Um, so, Kentucky, they lost. Indiana threw all their best pitchers at UK, their top three guys, and it worked for them. They took a gamble. It paid off. Uh, Kentucky just annihilated West Virginia Sunday morning. That was 10 nothing, mm-hmm. And then – they put it on the Hoosiers last night, sixteen to six. wasn't really close after the fourth inning. I know Indiana responded a little bit, but the big story of this game, though, Scoots, what the hell is Indiana's problem? Are they mad about the dorms? Is that why they keep throwing baseballs at our guys? What the hell? I mean, it's unbelievable. I could. So I had left my buddies yesterday after we got back from the lake, and I immediately turned the game on in my car. And the one of the first things I hear is the color commentator says, and that's the sixth guy that Indiana pitching has hit today. And I'm like, wait, what? We've hit six batters today? And then by the time I got home, it was up to seven. And then what they end with, nine? I think the, I think yeah. it, the record for a college baseball game is six, maybe, I think is what I saw. So uh, pretty incredible. Ten. Ten oh, it is, is ten. The, okay. Yeah. Is that just ends the record? Is that for all of college baseball or just tournaments? See, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't know if it was postseason or college baseball in general. I bet. I bet the tens in general and the nines probably a postseason record, or the six was probably a postseason <laughs> record. I mean, either way, it's and, horrible. I mean, it, now it, it was funny because, like, I, I think some of them. I, I don't think UK was diving to get out of the way after a while. Like eventually, they were like, "Fine, just keep hitting us. We'll mm-hmm. take our bases." You know, um, but to have, I mean, that many. And then after the game, I, I know, I don't know if you saw the handshake line scoots, but, uh, um, oh, the coaches. Yeah. yeah I, got I, did. Into it. What, I did. Mitch Barnhart had to play get back coach for Nick Mingione. Wait, did he coaches. really? I'm going to have to rewatch it. I didn't see Barnhart. Oh that. yeah. He's out <laughs> there. And I mean, 
and he even kind of mean mugs uh, the Indiana coaching staff. Um, the the Indiana coaches were asked in the post game press conference what happened. He said, "You know, things get heated out there. We'll have a discussion. We'll move on." But I love that. First off, it's just in three times that Kentucky's played Indiana this year, they've beaten them by ten twice, and yeah. then they lost the other one by one or two. So mm-hmm. it feels like Kentucky is the better team. But baseball is a weird sport. Anything could happen. And it also feels like these teams hate each other, which I love. Like, tonight is going to be an electric atmosphere at Kentucky Proud Park. Oh, yeah. It was on Saturday. That was the most fans they've ever had at a Kentucky baseball game. 6,095. The stadium holds 5,000. But fans were just woned up on the berm. It's going to be... You know, we talked about all the stuff that was happening this weekend with Railbird and the state baseball tournament and all, all that sort of stuff. Uh, no, there's nothing else. There's nothing else happening on Monday night. So go out there, pack KPP. It's going to be electric. It's going to be rowdy, and um, I really hope that Kentucky just beats the brakes off of these stupid Hoosiers. I, I really don't anticipate this game being any fun. That's why I, I told my roommate last night, I was like, I'm hoping it just is a close game tomorrow. But, I mean, Kentucky's offense has woke up. Obviously, we've touched on their scores the last three games. The pitching, I thought TJ put up a a, pre, or a, a recap of how Kentucky's done at this regional here this weekend before the game yesterday, and it, I think it was pretty spot on. I mean, the pitching has been – Pretty lights yeah, out. Uh, so good. Other than that, we like we discussed the three-run mistake against Indiana on Saturday. The pitching has been unbelievable this region. I mean, that, that's really all you can say too. Yeah. Is that like they they gave up one, uh, you know, timely home run. Mm-hmm. But aside from that, two shutouts. They never had a shutout in UK NCAA tournament history. Uh, and then even when things. Like, you know, they went deep into their bullpen to save some arms last night, and they still only gave up, was it 16-4 to four the final? 16-6, uh, to to six, yeah. Yeah, I mean. Which really well, disappointing, because I, I think at one point it was 6-4, to four, and I was feeling pretty hopeful. <laughs> <laughs> and then I, I don't remember, oh, then the NBA game started, so I turned that on, and I checked on yeah. my phone, and it was like 16-4. to four. I was like, what in the hell just happened? <laughs> And then they scored. They scored seven runs in the seventh inning. Pretty impressive. By the way, I rewatched the video of the handshake line. I don't know how I didn't notice Mitch Barnhart. This man is wearing navy blue shorts with a Kentucky blue shirt. What a terrible oh, look! And they're like, um, it, it, they're like plaid too. Yeah, like they're, they're kind a, of a. Uh, that is awful. <laughs> and they also like short shorts are coming back, but Mitch has still got the kind of they're. They they feel a little, they look a little baggy. They're on the bigger baggier side. Uh, but you know what? I, they're above his knee. We, we yeah, but you know they, they're still a little bit on the larger side. I, <laughs> Mitch, um, we give Mitch a hard time. We do, but you he's all he's everywhere, right? Like he goes to all the events, and the big ones like this. He's present for all of them. And he is like if you see him at football games or something, like he's kind of a lunatic on the sidelines, right? Like yeah. he's usually in the corner with like his arms crossed, and then something happens, and he kind of just like ah, you know. I, so I, I, he is as supportive as it gets. Um, the, like the, having the athletic director always nearby, 
you know, that's a ringing endorsement for these programs, what they're doing. Um, and it's it's been a heck of a weekend so far for UK baseball. Time to end it with a bang, go to the Super Regional. I believe I believe LSU is going to end up not getting upset by Oregon State. Um, I think that's that's going to be the case. If that if that didn't go final all the way in their region, that's what it's going to end up being. But um, so far, so good. A good weekend. I appreciated uh, there was a – I don't know if it was a West Virginia player or a coach that said in his post-game interview, you know, people made such a big stink about the dorm situations. And it was huge online. This guy, um, J.J. Weatherholt, said the whole rooming situation, everybody knows about it. They blew it out of proportion. I think UK did a great job trying to accommodate us with all the events going on and all the staff here was really awesome, made us feel at home. So, like, nice. I mean, it, I mean, it was blown out of proportion. We all know that. Oh, you mean college kids? Had to go to college dorms that are built for college kids. Like what? <laughs> By the way, have you I, seen this uh, John Hale article that came out about twenty minutes ago? Oh, he said maybe. basically he wrote an article in their last batting practice before that Indiana game. Kentucky players were practicing getting hit by pitches. I, I saw that quote <laughs> last night. Yeah. <laughs> Instead of hitting line drives and homers, they practice getting hit by balls. Pitcher threw right at them. That's great. That's great. That's a hell of a scouting Uh, report. You know, and for as crazy as this week, like the nightmare that we thought that could be in Lexington this weekend, for all intents and purposes, I haven't heard many complaints. Yeah. Everybody that I spoke to that went to Railbird, I mean – They didn't have to wait for drinks or anything like that. Like, that wasn't a problem. Like, bathroom lines. Like, logistically, that was the nightmare last year is you had to wait for everything. That was not the case. It was ran smoothly. Uh, Getting in and out, um, you know, I talked to somebody who did the Kroger Field shuttle um, where, you know, they they, they left in the middle of the encore of the headliner, waited five minutes. It was just a 10, 15-minute ride to Kroger Field. They got out of there in a breeze. Um, I did see people parking all the way on like Cooper, which is a that's a pretty long walk. Um, I mean, and they were charging 15, 20 bucks to park. I mean, it's not, I've made probably a half mile, give or take. All the way at Cooper? So I, I, yeah, Cooper, like Waller Avenue. My gosh, um, that's far. Walking. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty far walk. I, I know no somebody idea. that was walking even farther. <laughs> Um, and they realized they probably didn't need to do that. Um, and I bet some of those neighborhoods, they were parking on the street that aren't too far from Red Mile. Um, but really, aside from just parking, like there's not a ton of infrastructure for parking nearby. Uh, everything else went well. Uh, and, and in the parking, like they, they took up spots at Kroger Field, but they still had availability for the UK football camp and for baseball where I didn't have any problem. Nice. And uh, if you were going to the baseball game, you didn't have any problems. So all in all, Lexington seems to have handled the, the, the crazy weekend. Well, it's good to hear. Well, and by the time you went on Sunday, there was probably a lot of people already out of town. Yeah. Well, Sunday was the big day though for, um, I, I did hear of multiple people who, 
went a little too hard on Saturday and we're just like, ah, we're good. We're good for Sunday. We <laughs> we had our fun. <laughs> but Sunday, that was the that was the the big show, Nathaniel Ratliff, Tower Childers. Those those have been my guys. But um Yeah, but the high all the high school stuff was wrapped wrapped up, right? By then. They weren't playing yesterday, right? Mm, I don't think so. I'm not positive. I admittedly, I'm now looking up who won the state baseball tournament. Yeah, you see, Kentucky, I bet you all did play yesterday. You all do the thing where you play on Sundays. Uh, let me see here. We don't play on Sundays the over baseball. here. Oh, is that like a religion thing? It's for or the Lord, Nick. It's for the Lord. Well, they didn't update it on their official website. I guess because they don't play until next weekend. Oh, how about that? So... so that that's smart. You let the arms rest, so they got it down to the final four. Shelby County and Apollo will play the early game Friday with Henderson County and Whitley County repping the little Eastern Kentucky versus Western Kentucky clash. And the winners of that game will play. So that's on Friday. Then they'll play Saturday at Saturday night, seven p.m. For the championship. Bada boom, bada bang. I did not realize that Indiana did not do. I'm surprised Kentucky doesn't like have that rule in place. Well, I, I do like the word here too. I think it's pretty rare that you all play on Sundays. I mean, it takes some special circumstances. Like when power went out after that big windstorm, I think there was basketball games being played on a Sunday. But yeah, it's, I don't think it's an every week type of deal. But the state championship, Sweet 16. No, no, they did that briefly for a year where they played it on Sunday, but they went back to playing that on Saturday night as well. Mm. So, uh, interesting. Interesting. But, yeah, so Final Four, that's still live in the state baseball tournament. Um, I know they had track and field happening as well. Softball. And uh, softball. Softball, we're down to a Final Four. Ballard, who they're they're really good. It's going to be hard to beat them. They got Rowan County playing the the fighting – uh, Moreheadians, uh, and then East Jasmine versus Henderson County. Two Henderson County baseball and softball still alive. Pretty impressive. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, they're Friday. They're on a Friday Saturday schedule next week as well. Out at UK's John Crop Stadium. Uh, let's read some text on the Thornton's text line. Five zero two. 414-1450. Salt Lake City, Brian here. Best thing about I think you should leave is watching Tim Robinson successfully win or lose a drug addiction. I've only seen two episodes of the new season. Um, Got to get through the rest before I get shut out of my Netflix account. <laughs> but Why is that I was happen? having this conversation with uh, Luckett. Losing Netflix, no big deal for me. I, I, don't, I don't really watch Netflix anymore. It's just not, not, not a whole lot on there for me. Wait, so why are you going to lose it? Are you just getting rid of it, cutting the cord? No, they. You haven't heard. They've been stamping down on um, people sharing passwords that aren't in the same household. Oh, good. So grief. we're, yeah, uh, we're on uh, her parents' Netflix account, and um, it has like a little screen. That pops up and says something along the lines of, uh, are you at home? It's like, uh, there, there's an option for I'm traveling that mm -hmm. I'm going to try to press to be able to get through these. I think you should leave. But 
after that, like, I just, I'm not going to care that much. Like, they have some movies that I'd probably watch some, but, like, I don't know. I get them, I get them elsewhere. Netflix yeah. was great when they had all my sitcoms that were just, like, mindless humor. But now that they're all gone and on other streaming platforms, I just don't. I'm good. I'm out on Netflix. Big news. Big news. Maybe that'll maybe that'll change when Stranger Things get back. Scoots, did you ever did you ever catch up on Stranger Things? No, I need well see now I'm at the point where what what did I start watching? Season four? Is that what where I was at? I think I watched the first episode of season four. And then So you at least made it through the mall season. Yes. Okay, yeah. So I got through the mall season. The mall season's my my favorite. I, I think that one's just a lot of fun. So is season five already out? Or no? No, okay. no, that'll be, um, yeah, that's coming. Like they've only released like posters and maybe like a teaser trailer. I think I need to go back and watch maybe season two, three and four before I go to five. So I, I've got some work to do in that regard, but it'll be all right. Well, um, summer time, great time to catch up mm, summer. I want to be outside Ralph. Yeah, but you know you can't roast every day. Sometimes you got to take a break That's and true. Uh, you know cool off, cool down, cooler than the other side of the pillow. Um, you can cool off with some salsaritas. That that cool guacamole on a hot day. That's got to be a great poolside snack too. Oh, Maybe yeah. get a, a big thing of wildly addictive chips with some of their wonderful salsa. I I like the hot. Their hot is so flavorful. Um, but some people need a little bit cooler, like Scoots. Give me the medium. I mean, get the guacamole. Um, my my saliva is like rolling out of my mouth right now. So can you take it away, Scoots? Yeah, this we is, this is difficult. we actually we so we had chips and salsa on the boat yesterday and guacamole as well. And the whole time I was eating, it, I was thinking, you know, it's just isn't that good. Maybe I should have got the what are the what is salsaritas called? The triple triple dip triple. Three Amigos. Three Amigos. There you go. Yeah. So I, I was thinking, man, I should have just got that before we came out here. It would have been so much better. Their marinated meats, the the chips were would have been so much better than they were. We didn't have any of that delicious seasoning. So we could have used some of that as well. But, yeah, just should have went to Salsaritas. It's, it's great. Middletown, St. Matthews, two locations. Anything you want. Quesadillas, burritos, burrito bowls, you name it. They've got it. Salsaritas. Go today. Get you some lunch. Uh, amateur hour the bad party guests you get you get invited on the boat and you don't even bring the good snacks shaking no my head scoots. no kidding i hope you brought extra splatties to share i didn't bring anything yesterday Nothing. what the hell's wrong with you, I, you I brought a, swim trunks a and a towel if you're the so you didn't bring you didn't even bring your own beer i had a gatorade that i brought i did, you know i didn't oh. drink i didn't drink all that much yesterday i think i only had three cold ones so you, Scoots, if you're the guest, you got to bring extras or even like when we go to our friend's pool, we're just we're bringing hot dogs and like, here, keep them over here. We, you got to be the good guest, Scoots. Well, see, They're I didn't supplying you with the boat. I didn't plan it out very well, Ralph. So I got home from Cincinnati at like 11 o'clock on Saturday night. And then I left my house to go to his house to meet up with them to head out to the lake at like 730. So. There was no time in that span where a liquor store was open, so there was nothing I could do. Oh, you could have. There's nothing I could do. By your neighborhood Thornton's, I guess if it's a Sunday. It was Sunday. Yeah, I can't even, can't buy yeah, till like nine eight or ten a.m., eleven a.m., whatever it is. And of course, Scooter Dingus just doesn't have beer in a fridge because that that's too practical. <laughs> I've got a few in there. I just, just, I just didn't bring you, them. 
<laughs> no, you definitely only buy what you're going to drink for that night. Am I right? Um, I, I, I know I'm right about this. You you're are... not just like buying a 30 pack and letting it sit in the fridge. That's pretty funny how spot on you are. Maybe not one night, <laughs> but two, two. I'm not buying for more than two nights for sure. <laughs> See, I'll do. The, I like to do the thing where uh, I'll get my let's just call it the average beer. You know, Bud Light, Bush Light, Coors Light, you know, what, sure. whatever yeah. my like staple kind of is. And then I'll get, I'll, I'll, I'll try something fun to have as like a, a flavor changer upper. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, this, sometimes it's the Kahuna Big Wave that yeah, that's, that's like good. my favorite summer beer, yeah. I think. Um, and then I'll also, I, I tried a new country boy witness the citrus this weekend. That was, that was a fun, that was a fun one too. Um, but yeah, I, I like to have, you know, you just kind of, uh, load up and you have them handy and, uh, that'll last you, you know, a whole weekend sort of deal and even longer, uh, with some tertiary beers. That's what, that's what I call, I like to call leftovers, tertiaries. Yeah. I just, just need it for the one or two nights. I'm good. And plus I got to go to work today, go to the hotel. So who knows? There could be like 30 beers waiting for me in the fridge. You know, I'm also the guy, too, that I, I always end up leaving a beer or two behind for the hotel staff. That's probably my best way of tipping. That's, I don't always remember to leave cat to bring cash to tip the <laughs> the maids, but by God, I'll leave a couple beers behind. Well, and that works out for me because the majority of hotel housekeepers don't drink beer, so I get them. So thank you. What do you think their drink of choice is? Um, Tequila. Margaritas. Modelo. They'll drink so, Modelo sometimes. That's good. I'm, I'm a big Modelo is a great summer beer as well. I um, yesterday at the pool, somebody brought a Clamato. Oh yeah, an older gentleman. I have not had one of those. Oh, so good. Yeah, not for me. You're not a tomato juice the, guy. Well, I I can for a Bloody Mary, and, and you know I I like make it kind of spicy. But the Clamato, just something, knowing that it's there's clam, like it's clam-based is just something it weirds me out about it. Ralph, so Modelo makes, theirs is called, I think, Shalatas is what they're called. Shalata, yeah. They yeah. make a spicy orange one. It's called Naranja Picosa, and it is lights out. You would love it, I promise. It's less, to, less tomato-y, trust me. Okay. It's okay. it's great. I I, you would really enjoy it. I can maybe maybe give that a ride. It'll be fun. Nice little change up. It is summer beer season. Woo-hoo. I hope you're getting out enjoying it. Maybe hitting the links a little bit. Um with the big exports radio golf cart. Going to Park Mammoth, where they're having a nice golf scramble on the fourth of July. Hit him up parkmammothgolfclub.com. Also, I don't know, I, I have not asked the boss man. How many big sports radio golf cards are left? I can't imagine there's many. Not many, yeah. So, no. yeah, at Father's Day, not this upcoming weekend, but the weekend after, if I'm not mistaken. So, do it. Get get after it right now before they're all gone. Wooded View, Valley View, Old Capital, Park Mammoth, great golf courses. Christmas Lake and Elk Radio golf cart. Yeah, go check them out. Today, BigExportsRadio.com. I don't have the number in front of me, but you can find it. You'll hear the ads all the time on here. We're speaking of. We need. I love the. He's from Portland. Ooh. 
That that guy's great. <laughs> Disagree. <laughs> love, love it. Absolutely love it. We love hearing from you on the Thornton Stacks on 502-414-1450 is the number. You text in. We read it. We're going to get to all of those in the final segment of Kentucky Roll Call right here on the Big X Sports Radio. Roll Call. Welcome back to Kentucky Roll Call. He's a lot like Trevor Kelsey. He's just a movie, TV. Oh. He just always wants to watch something. Is that a... Okay. Oh, that's not a stab. No, yeah, no, that's I not a stab at all. No. Like, oh, he's up till 4 a.m., uh-huh. sleeps until 1. Enjoys the devil's lettuce. Yeah. He does not enjoy the devil's lettuce. Okay. Welcome back in Kentucky Roll Call. Roll Final call. segment right here on the Big X Sports Radio. Scoots, Rouse? how are we doing today? Good. It's another week. It's hopefully going to be a quick one for me. I doubt it, but maybe. It's going to be a long week. Quick one? Why is it going to be a long week? It just is. I, I, I'm trying to go in with the mindset that it's going to be a quick week, but it's not. It's going to be a long week. I got a lot to do this week. Too too much? What's what's, Uh, what's all on the... No, not too much. Yeah, I mean, I've got this, like the radio shows, the work work at the hotel. I've got to start getting some football previews ready for this upcoming season. I've really got to hit that hard this week. Uh, We've got some bats games I've got to cover, so just just a busy week. Nothing really too far out of the ordinary with the exception of just those football previews. That always stresses me out every year having to put those together, but... I'll get I mean, through it. When do they need to be – football season isn't – like practices don't start for another six weeks. So, like, yeah. when, so we when release, are you publishing football previews? We release them in the middle of July. So, But I've, I've got to okay. get with all the coaches, make sure all the information I got is correct, anything that maybe I need to add that they'd like to have in there. So yeah, I've just got a lot of groundwork to do before I start putting those together, and that's that's what I've got to work on this week. So. They, they, I waited. I waited till last minute last year, Roush, and it would. It did not work out. So I, I promised myself this year I was going to get a better jump on it. Okay, well, you can get a jump on it. Uh, are you jumping? Are you doing any vacations this summer, Scoots? I wish. I have. I have nothing planned as of now. But I just. I don't know how I could make that happen. Is my issue. No weekend getaways. Not even a. I don't. I have nothing. You do weekend getaways. I, me and my brother have talked about doing a golf trip, but. I, I mean, I don't, like I said, I don't know what I would do ever since we lost Douglas. I, I just, I am kind of at a loss in terms of taking some time off because I don't, I can't trust Trevor to get in here on time. Intern Jacob hasn't ran this place in a year, so he's probably forgot everything. So I'm, I'm kind of just stuck. So I don't, I don't foresee well, it. Well, you know, we, we can, we can take a day or two off. I mean, that would be don't, great. That's why I offered the up. after Father's Day for you all. <laughs> Well, um, you know, around Fourth of July week, I'm I'm gonna That's be true. out of town for a bachelor party. Well, we'll so, have you know. we'll have Monday and Tuesday off that week for sure. 
Right. Yeah. yeah. And I'm out Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. So maybe, you know, might just take that whole week. You, might you make it the whole week. Yeah. I, I might make an executive decision. We just do a KRC uh, week off. We just hit refresh. Nothing really happens for July 4th anyway. It well, was very funny, though, talking to Luckett because he's going to be out around then, too. And we're like, that that just means that there's going to be we, – we have multiple recruiting people taking vacations, and that, that just – you know that there's going to be a bunch of recruiting stuff. be a big weekend, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's going to end up happening. Um, but, you know, it's summer. We figure it out as we go along. Um, one thing I will not be doing is watching horse races at Churchill Downs because Churchill Downs Incorporated is a bunch of cowards. Unbelievable. Cowards, I tell you. Oh, man, I was so upset. When I first saw the news, Ed DeRosa was the first one to report it for Horse Racing Nation that Churchill Downs was going to suspend racing for the spring meet and move it to Ellis Park. And I, initially I was like, well, I mean, this is just Ed. He's wrong all the time. Hopefully he's wrong again, right? Um, no, no, that wasn't it. Um, and turns out they Friday news dumped us. So part of my logic was like, well, why would you suspend racing, but then keep on racing for another two or three days and then go somewhere else? Mm -hmm. He said, did not find anything wrong with the track. So, like, why why do you need to leave the track and go to another track? It, that, it's, it's counterproductive. It's illogical. It makes no sense. But you know what happened, Scoots? What's that? PETA, our good old friends at PETA, they have been, we brought up, like, I'm on their listserv now. They're really intensifying the pressure. They were in the stands when one horse got put down, so they got video of it, and they're sharing it everywhere. Well, before Thursday's Twilight Racing event, which is, it's a, it draws a big crowd. It draws mm -hmm. a good-sized crowd. It's probably, outside of night racing, it does better than just like a regular Saturday or Sunday, for the most part. And they got this, uh, it's like one of those um, trucks with like a giant screen on the back of it. And usually it's like a, just a billboard that like will share, you know, that rotates, you know, advertisements. Right. They were just showing a horse dying. And just playing it while driving around Churchill Downs on the outside of it while, while people are coming in. And I think what happened here is the Churchill Downs is like, listen, we thought this was going to blow over. It, it has not because we keep having a couple breakdown here and there. And this new entity, HESA, we want to work with them. We think it's good for the sport. If they're going to recommend us shut down until further investigation at the track, you know, let's let's give this new entity a little bit of credibility. We're going to give them some teeth, and we're going to move to Ellis Park. But it just scoots. There's no cause and effect here. Like, the horses are dying because of the track. The horses are dying because the horses are bred to go fast. They're not bred. Uh, I think the word Eric Crawford used, they're, not bred, they're bred for speed. They're not bred for soundness. So, like, it's it's going to happen. It happened at Belmont. When they moved to Ellis Park, it's going to happen there. Mm -hmm. So, uh, this was all just a, very much a, you know what? Sorry, Churchill Downs crowd. We've made our big money for the year. We've got another month of racing. Stephen Foster Day is kind of a big day. But, like, you know, we can still save enough face. We'll move to Ellis Park. And besides, we just bought this new track. Let's try to strum up some more business there. So I, I'm very disappointed. 
uh, I well, obviously I don't like when horses die. I, I hate that I have to include that caveat every time. But at, there's a statement that the the horsemen's association put out. They represent the trainers, jockeys, the people that work on the backside, and they're the ones who are going to take the heat on this, right? Like Churchill Downs, they've got all their money. They're going to be fine. Those people, the ones that Churchill Downs had already made the moves to kind of make it harder on them, now they've got to figure out how to transport all their stuff, you know, three hours, two and a half, three hours down the road to Henderson. They've got to find places to stay. Like a lot of these seasonal workers, like, they're renting through the summer meet here in Louisville. How are they going to get down there? The local businesses that have popped up, they got to figure it out, right? Like, I, I, I got on my bike, rode around down there uh, on Sunday morning, and just to see, like, you know, kids riding around on their bicycles on the backside and hanging out, and they're getting out of church, and it's like, this place is lively right now, but it it, it was, was very depressing. Like, it... It very much was, uh, well, here's kind of our last ride. Now we got to figure out what's next a month before we thought. Um, so I I'm, I really feel for the horsemen there. that They were already kind of walking on pins and needles after walking on eggshells after all of the things that have already happened to the horses, the spring meet. And then things got changed up quite a bit with the construction over there. And now they're going to have to pick up and move for the final month of the season. So it sucks. It sucks. It's, I'm not, not happy. It's ridiculous is what it is. Yeah. And when I, I saw that on Friday, you were the first person I thought of. I was like, Roush is going to be so mad. The worst, I mean, honestly, the, the worst part for me is I, I debated going to twilight Thursday, but wife was tired. It was her last day of school. Kids were tired. It was it was just going to be too much. I was going to be trying to do too much. But my favorite social summer activity is hanging out for $2 beers, listening to music between races, and it, it's just a blast, an absolute blast. I got zero in. Zero in. Oh, you know, I'll have plenty to make up for in June. Nope. Gone. Done. Just a swift kick in the nuts. So you don't think they come back at all? They might come back for Stephen Foster Saturday. They might say, you know what? The track's the track's good, but I I, I doubt it. What about like I the fall? I mean, surely they have to start making the move in the fall to yeah. get back there. Yeah, they'll co- they'll come back in the fall. But this is more. I think I, I really do just think it's a. All right, let's let's try to get people off our backs for a little bit here. What's and and also let's look like we're taking this matter seriously, mm-hmm. even though. Moving racing, it doesn't it doesn't do anything. It's it, it's not practical. It's not pragmatic. It does nothing to solve the problem. The problems are big, huge problems that cannot be solved by just switching tracks. Like now, it, 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 the two are unrelated. Now the group they had come in and inspect the track at Churchill. Did they make sure to go down there and check it out first before they put horses on it? Because that just seems dangerous. I, I mean, I, I would expect them to do it. And the thing was, too, is like last year they actually had a problem with a turf track and they pulled it right away. Like they got horses off there after like, a, a you know, a day or two of race. Like that, they took action last year and just didn't have turf racing at all. Yeah. And you know what? It was fine. I didn't see PETA there then. 
The problem was, is it all comes back to horses die all the time in this sport. Oh, yeah. It's just a part of it. It sucks. But the problem was, the tone was set when Wild on Ice, a derby contender, died after workouts. And then you had seven in a week. That's a lot. That's more than normal. 12 in, you know, six weeks. Two a week is a lot. But, like, you know, that's not... I don't think we would be raising all of these sort of... I, I don't think we would be there. But the problem was is the Derby put a spotlight on it, and it's going to follow it through the Triple Crown season. Now Churchill's taking some action. The Belmont's going to race Saturday. It's going to get low ratings. Nobody's really going to care because there's not a Triple Crown runner in it. And then we're all going to move on. Um, the summer season will kind of... It'll die down, and then just the hardcore racing fans will get excited when Saratoga comes back up. But all of this will, I don't want to say go away, but that's kind of the direction it's heading. So, um, <sighs> I'm sorry. You not, got bad not news. happy, but you know what? I'm still going to like, I mean, I'm still going to be able to kind of place my random bets here and there on a weekend. It's just, it's not the same. It's a lot more fun actually being at the track and, Having that kind of camaraderie. Now, when I when I hop on my Twin Spires app, when they're over at Ellis Park, is it going to pop up at Ellis Park as Ellis Park or Churchill? See, I, I am curious how they're going to frame that. Um, they did get a lot of their bigger races kind of. Uh, this was uh, supposed to be a qualifier, uh, big Stephen Foster preview day for their grade two race that gets you into the Breeders' Cup at the end of the meet. Uh, Bango was trying to tie the track record for most wins, but, but came in second, mm. um, the Greg Foley horse. But, um, yeah, yeah. I also had a, a big favorite loss there at the end, but so I, I don't know. I don't know how they're going to handle that there, but, um, I'll still be able to bet him. I'll still be able to bet him. <sighs> Let's get some text on the Thorns text line. Robert says, I think you should leave us hilarious. Watched all three seasons over the weekend. They're short and quick, which is always helpful. Not every skit's hit. It's usually a skit-style comedy show, but man, when they do, they're great. I, I just appreciate that, like you said. like, And if you don't like it, you know that it's going to change to another one in like two or three minutes. Hmm. Yeah, I don't, I don't like them. I, I think it's because I don't like that. What's this, Tim Robinson? Yeah, he's, he's got a, a he's got a punchable face. I don't something about him. Indiana, Indiana out here hitting our players over ten times, and Scoots has the audacity to call him good guys. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> Wasn't a great game for the good guys yesterday. Oh man! <laughs> Plumley Bro says I dropped twenty seven and had seven threes in my men's league game today. Let me know if you gentlemen ever want to hit the hardwood because I'm down. You know, I'm I'm starting to get back into shape, Plumley bro. So maybe maybe give me a little bit of time and I'll, I'll be ready to rock and roll. I, I, I ran a couple of times, Scoots. I thought wow. to myself, when was the last time I ran? And the legs were heavy. Guarantee it. The legs were happy. Hey, but, you know, once you get through the initial kind of just it's getting started. That's the hard part. Yeah. But I, I'm on the right path. We're inching, inching out there, inching out there. I saw the uh, Big Blue Drew's daughter. She was getting buckets playing with the boys out uh, in the outdoor courts. Come on, love that. That's 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 where a it's the most fun, 
is playing outdoor courts. But also, like, I feel like you just – it's a very um, underutilized in the new AAU world, right? Like, everybody's got to have their personal train. Just go and play basketball somewhere. That's it. There's parks all over the place. You know, just go play. Go get better. Love to see that. Love to see that. Text on the Thorns text line says, I absolutely love Mingio not backing down and talking some ish to the Indiana coach tomorrow. Man, Indiana is about to get absolutely rocked tomorrow, Scoots. You all are screwed. I would agree with that, yes. I, I think Cats win pretty handily tonight. Don't do not do that, Scoots. Talk, talk some trash. No, because if I here's the deal, Roush. A, if I talk trash, it's bad karma for me. B, if I want Indiana to win tonight, my prediction from Friday is not right. And I would rather be right, you know? You'd rather be right than just be adversarial and fun? Yeah. Doesn't Besides, doesn't, if, doesn't the loser of this game move on regardless? Or am I wrong? No, loser's done. Loser's done. Okay, gotcha. They are finished. Um. So Kentucky, two and a half. Somebody said they cannot wait for the line to come out. Two and a half run favorites, minus 215 on the money line. What's the Hoosiers money Hoosiers, line? Plus 175. All right. Maybe I'll take a plus stab. Plus 175. Uh, if, if you want to watch some day baseball, Oregon State LSU, the winner will play UK next week. Oh, will they? Oregon State, oh, will they? They'll play UK next week? Easy, yep. pal. And, uh, Oregon State, if they're the winners, they'll come to KPP. So let's go Beavers. Chop down. Fear the Beaver. Suck it, Scoots. You're going down. <laughs> You're going down. Uh, another texture says, also, what if Perry doesn't want to come and get recruited over at UK? No, there's certainly, like, he might just not want to come to UK. But my whole point is there's no excuse for you. Like, you better make Travis Perry have to turn you down. You, there, there should be no um, – it should be not for a lack of effort on Kentucky's end, right? Mm-hmm. It should not be because they treated him poorly or something How long those lines happen. That, that's my whole point with all of this. It's like it should be because of what if – you're, if you're going to get this Joey Hart guy, then you got to go all in and get Travis Perry, too. I do not know when the potential timetable is for Hart to decide or anything, but um, we do at least have a decision date for Burks, which is on Wednesday. So, Wednesday at noon, I want to say. Hey, John's texting in. John here! Good Monday morning, everyone. I know our Batcats will win tonight, and I have the Batcats winning by 5-3. to three. Ooh, so not covering. In no the cover. under. Going in there. Too bad, Justin. Too bad. Man, I had an eventful weekend. I got a victory in the squared circle in my first ever wrestling match. Nice. Wow. Crazy thing is, I might be doing it again. And at age 37, I uh, I should should I just leave it alone? Or should I keep having some dangerous, crazy fun? Gotta go. Talk to you later. Dangerous, that crazy fun for sure. That would be that would be a lot. I still need to go to his YouTube and watch that. I'll check it out today, John. I, I just make sure you're doing it the right way. I feel like if you're 
the injuries happen when you don't know what you're doing. You get a little reckless or you're just um, – you try to do too much. So just set limitations, John. You'll be fine. You'll be fine. Mook says, I have beef with DraftKings, boys. I hit Hovland win at the Memorial. I wanted to take that money and put it on the Batcats, but they didn't have a game line for UK versus IU. Then the Cats destroyed the Hoosiers. Today is juice is weak for them. Either way, suck it, Scoots. That's from Mook. Yeah, I would have, I would have, if it would have been active, that that last night was the time to the, the time to hammer the Batcats. Well, Mook, don't be such a scaredy cat. Go ahead and bet on the cats today minus two and a half. Huh? Scared money, Mook. You Scared know money say. don't make money. That's right. Take your Hovland winnings and lose it on the cats today. The uh <laughs> Oh man, they uh I... some of the shena- like there was because they were in between. I mean, you play at noon, that game ended it. They basically had just like a three hour break in between games. Mm-hmm. And uh, hearing Darren Hedrick on the radio towards the end of that game last night when it was a bl- second big ball out of the day, they're like, yeah, we're getting a little slappy up here in the press box. I'm like, dude, I, I bet you are. I bet you are, man. There was one guy who was just jamming, uh, tailgating in the parking lot uh, in between games. Uh, where I, you know, I'm, I'm just assuming he went to the first, hung around for the second. Um, but he had on... He had a hoodie where he could almost like interchange who he wanted UK baseball to beat. So he could, he was like beat and then he had an Indiana one and they could trade it off for whatever team was next. I, I like that. It was, <laughs> a, it was a good, strong move, strong move. Interesting. Watch chip empire before you lose Netflix. It's pretty great. It is pretty great. I can yeah. confirm that. What's it about? Uh, like, basically you just have these two groups of chimps. And they're like, they just, they're constantly trying to battle for territory and make sure that their territory is good. They all have names and personalities. It's it's a lot of fun. It's like real life, no, real life chimps. Sounds like a fun documentary. Yeah, it's it's good. I, I really enjoyed it. Uh, great rejoin, Scoots. Oh, yeah, good job. It'd be nice to hear the Haley Minogue, Jack Harlow one. It's only been a month. Okay, it's coming. Settle down. <laughs> Good grief. It's going to happen in these high numbers. Horses are going to continue to die at this horse rate, and the horse racing industry will survive for more than 20 years. Yeah, it's been happening at this high rate. Like, yes, that's 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 what's happened. Like, you just it didn't get publicized all the time. Last, they have to, like, it takes time for medicine to catch up with them. Last texter says, sounds like the problems are the trainers doing this to the horses, not the tracks. Well, and that was what some of the the moves that Churchill was making. It's trying to be like, hey, um, we're not going to over race horses that are like are, are losers, right? Like, if your horse is kicking ass and it's got a good rest, let it keep kicking ass. But if it's losing by a lot, we don't need to keep trotting it out there because it can get dangerous at the end of it. That's not a perfect solution either, and there are no perfect solutions because the industry that makes millions of dollars breeding them. Breeds them for speed, breeds them to be the fastest of the fastest, and that makes them fragile beasts. It's imperfect, and um, they're trying, but like it, it's not going to be solved overnight. Like it's very much a long-term thing where science has to catch up to it. Maybe breeding practices have to change. Um, 
but like this is a this is a long term problem that isn't going to get fixed just by going the track up. Like you think this many horses died is a lot. Like Santa Anita had twenty three or something before they yeah. shut down racing. Like th- this is going to be a reoccurring problem every few years until the big things get solved. Um, it's just how it is. Uh, Scoots, what's going to happen tonight? You 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 do not sound confident in your Hoosiers. No, I'm, and, um, I'm it not. sounds like you're chicken. Sounds like you're a chicken. I, I'm not a chicken, but I'm definitely not We're confident not. in the Hoosiers. I'm going to take the Cats. I think they cover that two and a half. Give me a 7-3 final. I'm, I, I think Indiana's best pitchers will be able to be back, so that changes things. But I do think it will be a low-scoring affair. I'm going to say Batcats 5, Hoosiers 2, the Wildcats move on to the Super Regionals. For the first time since 2017, it's been a fun Monday show. TJ Walker is going to be back tomorrow. For Justin Kalen, I'm Nick Roush. This has been Kentucky Roll Call on the Big Act. Roll Call. Roll Call.